Just share, just share this platform with somebody tonight. Just share this with somebody tonight. Invite a friend, text them. We are going to go deep tonight. We are going to go very deep tonight. I want you to invite somebody tonight. song is talking about it's a Nigerian song so the musician is welcoming the Holy Spirit welcoming the Holy Spirit thank you Holy Spirit thank you Father mm, I want you I want you to invite somebody be very comfortable be very relaxed as we are going to start in a short while. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, thank you. Invite somebody. Invite somebody, invite somebody, invite somebody tonight. Invite somebody tonight. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 We are about to start. We are about to begin on uh, part three of spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. And tonight we are going to go very deep and expose the powers of darkness and their schemes. And uh, I want to assure you that you will surely get your deliverance or you will surely get that which you are expecting from the Lord through these teachings and these uh, preachings that we are doing tonight so I want you to be very very patient with yourself as you are going to be listening and not be in a hurry some of the stuff that I'll be talking about I want you to really take time and listen to it I want you to really take time and listen to it Okay, I've been going through our prayers during the day, even yesterday. And I realized that even the enemy was not happy with the, the delivery that we are doing, exposing his kingdom. He is not pleased by us exposing his kingdom, but we are light. Let light shine. The Bible says, no man lights a candle and put it under a shed, 
so we don't find something in the spirit and we keep it under and we hide knowledge some pastors do so they have a revelation that they hide a pastor will be talking about how to break the cycle of poverty then he takes that message and want people to buy that message <laughs> but how can the poor break the cycle of poverty if they about if they are going to buy a message so you are hiding the message god has given you you know some platforms online you find that there are some messages that can change the lives of the poor but they are at a cost 10 rand 100 rand just to listen to an audio but poor people don't have access to those things so maybe if we're talking about how to maintain a business then maybe people who are in business can pay you know so i'm just passing <laughs> while is you are coming uh, that is my heartbeat that we preach the word of god free of charge we preach it free revelations are for free hallelujah hallelujah if you go to the grocery um of my preachings you find that every material that we've been preaching that is life changing is out there it's on youtube it's on uh, podcast it's on podbean you find it there for free hallelujah so today as it is our custom we are going to read the book of ephesians chapter number 6 and verse 10 the bible says finally brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might and put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the devices of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities powers rulers of the darkness of the world and against spiritual wickedness in high places wherefore take you therefore the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in that evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace mighty father prazunte aladebash ruvesh talande meskuda balida vasatina mai I honor you now and I bless your name. Thank you for this hour again and this time to share your word with power. Breaking yokes and chains, bondages, people being delivered tonight. I thank you for freedom. I thank you for the power of the cross that shakes the feet of demons. I thank you Father for the unmatched power of the cross and tonight we effect it in this presentation tonight. Let this teaching, let this preaching be A, a, a platform that glorifies you father let it be glorifying you father in jesus name as i decrease increase father i honor you and i bless your name thank you for your presence thank you for who you are thank you lord jesus amen and amen uh we are continuing with the part 3 of the subject of spiritual warfare spiritual warfare Thank you Holy Ghost. And tonight I'll be talking on the subject of diversion. Diversion. The subject of spiritual diversion. <laughs> When you look at the game of soccer, you realize that those who play soccer they don't they don't play soccer only with a defensive or with the defensive players those who play soccer in the world of football they have attackers and they have the mid and they have a goalkeeper and they have defenders so the game of football is comprised of those who will attack who will strike called strikers it is the mid which balances the striker and the defense and it has the defense so that if something bypasses the strikers and bypasses the mid it will be it will then have to come through the defense those that are trained to resist then if it bypasses the defense it has to go through the goalkeeper this is how unique and profound the game of football is 
with all the players that are there everybody is standing in a specific position even in warfare even in spiritual warfare there are tactics that the enemy tries and uses so that his kingdom is not demolished at face value that is why you see that after some time of casting out a spirit out of a person or a demonic force out of somebody you may realize after some time that that spirit is returned and the person is awakened but the person is coming from deliverance hallelujah so tonight i want to explain what happens for a lot of people who don't attain deliverance that easily the enemy that we are fighting is not a stupid enemy that is why we need the holy ghost to bypass the tricks of the enemy the enemy that we are fighting is a shrewd enemy the enemy that we are fighting is a diabolical enemy our god is a good god and the devil is a bad devil he never plays good with humanity he never plays good with anybody so you need to know that the enemy that we are fighting is not a fool <laughs> the enemy that we are fighting is the audacity to wage war in heaven although he didn't prevail the bible says and then there was a war in heaven he persuaded even a third of angels in the most holy place just in a short space before he was jettisoned out in a short time he had preached and convinced other angels to follow him and in a flash both of them were thrown down to the earth so we are talking about somebody who is very cunning somebody who is likened to the nature and the character of a serpent to a point that the attributes of a serpent are recommended even to believers to say be wise as serpents and gentle as doves so if you look at the historical narrative of how the enemy moves in the bible if you can trace his warfare tactics you discover that the enemy is very shrewd a lot of people like to use the example of a python it has beautiful colors and patterns to attract animals that are so dumb and when they look close trying to look what what is this appearance what is this pattern it strikes quickly and it wraps itself around its prey and whenever it wraps around its play it it its uh, prey you need to realize that it it has a timing aspect to it because when the animal breathes in it squishes and it tightens the grip so the animal suffocates before it is swallowed by the serpent and secondarily when the person is suffocated to death the serpent breaks the bones breaks the bones it breaks the bone structure then after that it swallows the person waiting for composition so you can see how terrifying demons that you are dealing with <laughs> ah you can see how terrifying if the enemy is likened unto such sometimes he is likened unto a rolling lion seeking whom he may devour if you watch geographic uh, documentaries about how lions hunt you'll be so so terrified the beast is not the biggest in the field the lion is not the fastest in the field the lion is definitely not the strongest in the field but the lion is the most terrifying beast of all beasts of the earth so so you need to know that the enemy that you are dealing with is not just wearing pajamas when it's night now you are going to sleep the enemy does not sleep because he is a spirit he is not a person <laughs> the enemy does not take on a shift to sleep because he is not a person so when you wear pajamas to go and sleep he is still awake <laughs> 
So the enemy is a fighting people 24 7. I need to stay here for, for some time and talk to you. The enemy is wrestling or waging war against people 24 7. That is why it is important that pastors, majority of pastors, should not be part time. I don't care what you believe, I don't care what you've been taught. If the church, the church takes its responsibility to take care of the man of God or woman of God fully, that person must be full-time. Because you can't have a part-time pastor dealing with a full-time devil. These people are unmatched. This is why the church is lukewarm nowadays. We see again the spirit of diversion. Pastors are diverted into the corporate world so that the enemy takes full dominance upon the church. You can't be a full-time chartered accountant and you are a full-time pastor at the same time. It's a lie. You can't be full-time in church and full-time the highest engineer at a big industry. It's a lie. The job itself has got its own demands. Ministry, worse. Ministry is like medicine. <laughs> you are working 24 hours. Phone calls, 24 hours. So, a lay pastor has to depend on structures whereby the leaders, the elders, and the deacons uh, share the work. They start doing the things that he should be doing. They start doing visitations. They start doing this. They start doing this. They start counseling people. They start conducting deliverance. They start doing so, so, so. And the head pastor will be also at work. So, one major area where the enemy has diverted the strength of the church is he's, he is striking the head. One of the areas that a person who God is calling is fought at is the area of finance. Because when a pastor is fully financed, he can serve God wholeheartedly. He can serve God freely. He can serve God without any idea of needs. So, one of the tactics the enemy is using, or one of the major, this is the major, the top one, that the enemy is using to kill the church. He is striking the head. And the way that he's striking the head, he's, he's giving responsibility to a man of God so that he has shared attention. He's trying to give attention to his boss at work and he's coming back to lead the church. I don't want to lie to you, brethren. If all things permit, every pastor who God has called is to be full-time. If the church is not possessed to be stingy with tithes and offerings. Your pastor must be full-time watching over your life. If a pastor becomes part-time, it's not every demon that you deal with in your church. No. He has to borrow vessels. He has to invite. That's why you see many lay pastors, they build ministry on invitations. They have 10 conferences in a year. That is not progressive. You can't build a house on, 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 on material that is not yours. Majority of your sermons in a year should not primarily, primarily be every Sunday, every Sunday. They are, they, it's, it's another pastor who has come to that church. Why? So it is very important very, that your pastor becomes full-time. When he's full-time, he can do anything with regards to the spirit. But the enemy attacks the children in church. They hate pastors. When you drive a Mac, they think, or when you drive a BMW, they say, ah, he has everything. They don't want to see your children in a private school. They don't want to see your wife wearing a new dress or your husband wearing a nice suit. They want you poor and suffering. You can't preach. In that way, you can't preach deformed. That is why you see that the Jesus strategy, 
Jesus wanted to be full time. So he gathered himself, not with the Pharisees, he gathered himself to people who are not Sadducees. He gathered himself with 12 business people. Peter was a fisherman. Luke was a doctor. James was this. John was this. All these guys did not know scripture. He was the only spiritual person at his church. And all these guys brought the resources to make it possible for him to eat, to be fed, to be dressed, and to move wherever he wanted to move. He used their boats. He used their cars. He used their uh, Maseratis. He used their Navarras. The, he used their Fortunas. He used their cars to do ministry effectively. So one of the cheap areas the enemy is fighting the church is in the area of the men of God standing in front of them. That person is part-time. I'm telling you, he will not deal with every devil in your church if he's part-time. I know what it means to be part-time. I know what it means to be full-time. <laughs> when a pastor is full-time, when his eye is single, the Bible says your whole body is full of light. There is no corner left. The whole body, the whole congregation is full of light. But when a pastor becomes a part-time pastor, he studies one hour reading scripture, checking commentaries, looking on the internet, then he forms a message. Then after that, he prays maybe 30 minutes. Then he comes and preaches on a Sunday where you've been dealing with the demons for five days, Monday to Friday. Saturday, you went clubbing. And then you come to church with Babalas. Then that person who has read the Bible for an hour <laughs> is the one to minister on a Sunday and conduct deliverance and conduct healing service. It's a lie. It's a, even the most gifted amongst us is <laughs> pastors. They can't operate like that on a Sunday, except there is a spirit of divination. So, your pastor should not be diverted his work. He should not be diverted. The spirit of diversion is what I'm talking about today. You need to share this with somebody. Whenever you are part and parcel of any church, make sure your pastor is full time. He does not have to worry about paying DSTV. He does not have to worry about buying a television. He does not have to worry about groceries. He does not have to worry to say, what do my family eat? <laughs> the church will be full of 100 people and the pastor is one. And one person is taking care of the spirit of 100 people. Yet 100 people can't take care of, his, of, of the needs, physical needs of one person. The equation is not right. I'll come to you one of the days and talk about muzzling the ox. I'll do a series for a week. No, how not to muzzle an ox? The book of Thessalonians says, make sure that they that minister at the altar, they do it with the joy so that it is profitable for you and that you may be fruitful. A lot of pastors have been diverted by the enemy because they said me i don't want the church to buy me a car i don't want i don't i don't want the church to 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 buy me a house i don't want the church to i don't want to to eat the church's money but you're a pastor are you crazy <laughs> how can you work at clicks you are you are you you work at clicks or you work maybe at at, at, at which is the shop you work at gucci your cars will come from gucci your house will come from gucci because that's where you work that's where you are employed so a pastor said, I don't want to do this. I want to work for myself. So that the church will not say, you are diverted in your thinking. I, tonight I'm going to go deep. You need to share this. You, you, let somebody hear this. Let somebody hear this. Ah, ah, why should you not eat the money of the altar? They that save it. You are fighting scripture. You are a writer of, of, of scripture. So, the man of God or the woman of God should align his priorities 100% with what is happening in church. That is the organization. The church in terms of corporate interpretation is an organization that is a non-profit organization. It survives on donors. 
if you look at the world health organization is an ngo if you look at world vision there are world vision is is actually a a faith-based organization but all these organizations the ceo survives on donations the donations that they take to feed the poor in africa some of that money is is used for administration and to take care of the staff so why is it when it comes to church people want the church to function with water why should not money be welcome in church so this is one of the ways satan is diverted and is dampened the revival from the church because a pastor will go to fast on a monday he goes to fast <laughs> while he is fasting he's thinking uh, i have got clients who i need to deliver my peanut butter i have got clients who i need to deliver this then when he, he has to leave now he starts phoning clients hi how are you ah drive drive then he drives he goes <laughs> monday to saturday the pastor is up and down up and down up and down you at night you are tormented by devil you think it's normal so one of the major key areas i i don't know if there's someone here to hear me yeah one of the major areas satan is diverting power in church is is diluting the outer pastors are standing there with the two shadows they are here and they are there they're in the corporate and they are there they don't have time fully for church because they think that god cannot sustain them they don't trust their the welfare of their families in the hands of god they don't trust the welfare of their children in the hands of god so they carry the matters in their own hands and go to minister <laughs> no more there is no more there is no more a breed like charles finn that's why we can, we will never see the wave of charles finn that's why we'll never see such a glory because those people were fully devoted whether they were hungry whether they were in abundance whether they walked by leg whether they walked without sandals they were fully devoted to god's call how can there be fire on the altar when the ministers are part-time how can they be full how can they be full-time flame how can there be a full-time spirit how can there be a full-time outpouring when the pastor is part-time i don't know what you have been taught by this new generation i had the privilege of seeing the wave of the 90s generation that came from the 80s when people were not so much greedy of much the crop of those pastors if you hear bishop oyede post testimony if you hear a bishop bishop dag howard mills testimony if you hear ezekiel gutis testimony if you hear nicolas if you hear how they were going out without an agenda to be a lawyer to be a chartered accountant to be a ceo and the shame on what is happening do you know what is happening actually people who are in the corporate world are leaving corporate position positions to become full-time ministers people who are actually ministers called by god are leaving ministry to become ceos it's a shame they, there is a mix there is they, uh, i don't know how i can call this uh, i don't know how i can call this there, there there is a confusion there is a confusion going on like this is somebody hearing me here is somebody hearing me here tonight so this is one of the major areas this is one of the major areas where the church is dying it's one of the major areas a pastor uses secular plans to advance the church which is a spiritual house <laughs> never as a pastor should you consult somebody who is a manager because he's a manager somewhere you consult him on how to manage the church the church is not managed carnally the church is managed by god's revelation whoever god instruct you to say do this do that not not oh my god so the church is dying because we are using worldly strategies to build it pastors surround themselves with 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 people who who are not pastors <laughs> because they fear politics 
<laughs> Tonight I'm going to go deep, guys. This is where the church is dying. The enemy strikes the head, takes out the pastor. You remain with the man in front of you, but the man is dry as a doorknob. He can't descend. Demons visit your house. The pastor can't pick it in the spirit. You are in your house dying. The pastor can't speak it, pick, it, pick it in the spirit. Why? Because you are stingy with your tithe. You are stingy with your offering. You think by not taking care of the pastor, the pastor will die. It is you who will die instead. The pastor was supposed to be seeing your accident. He's not seeing the accident because he's also in the marketplace. So both of you are sick and are at the risk of danger. But if your pastor becomes full-time, if your pastor focuses 100% on ministry, oh my God. Oh my, I used to make this mistake. Where I consult people who are business people, how to run a church, I would deploy such plans. I would, I, would, I would ask them, you know, how do you run this, this, this? Then I employ that in the church. It was, it was <laughs> never take advice as a pastor from someone who's not a pastor. They don't know. They don't know. A pastor reads a, 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 a book by, by, by secular leaders, by Donald Trump on leadership, and he uses that to teach leaders in church. <laughs> you have carnal leaders with the knowledge and spiritually dead leaders, and those people will fight you to the bone with the corporate arm. That is why the language of Jesus was always spiritual. Why can't we trust God with leadership concept? God who promoted Joseph, not from a university of politics. God promoted Joseph from the prison to the palace as the prime minister. Who have you seen who comes from prison to become prime minister? Joseph and Nelson Mandela. <laughs> so, why can't we trust this God who picks a Daniel and makes him ten times better by the spirit of excellence in him to understand hard things. Many, many take care of us in. There was no scientific interpretation, agronomical. There was no linguistical interpretation. It needed a divine interpretation. Same with the problems that people are facing. It's not only poverty. Poverty is a smoke screen. The enemy is using a smoke screen so that he can divert his agenda. It is not just lack of employment. It is not just sickness. It is not just flu. It is not just, it is an attack of the enemy. And when a pastor starts seeing things from the lens of the spirit, he's able to uncode and decode and decide from the realm of power. I don't know if somebody can hear me tonight. I don't know if somebody can hear me tonight. Look how the church is dying with all the strategies. Look how people are not healed. Look how prayers are dry. <laughs> so, this is one of the major things that the enemy is using to divert the power from the church. Number two. I want you to know that another strategy that the enemy uses to divert people from where it matters is the issue of demon possession. Listen to me very carefully. If you are demon possessed, if you are demon possessed, watch me right now. If you are demon possessed, you know someone who is possessed. Never believe a dream that comes from that person. Or if you are demon possessed, never believe any of the dreams that come to you. <laughs> imagine a person who is demon possessed coming to a pastor to give him advice on the direction of prayer who is speaking <laughs> so demon possessed people I've seen a lot of times the enemy can even use the enemy can even use dreams to divert their knowledge the enemy will tell them even in a dream don't go to this pastor for what? The enemy will tell you, don't go to this pastor. He says, I have a dream. I had a dream this pastor was wearing black clothes. Don't listen to him. Then the next day, the enemy will come and give you a dream of a false prophet. But in the dream, you'll be a true prophet. Then you start following that person. I saw him. I saw him. You are led by Satan. So he uses demons to channel your direction. 
the day they are supposed to call you for an interview the devil will come and tell you in the dream that switch off your phone today someone will call you and kill you when you switch off your phone they wanted to call you for a job so if someone is demon possessed they should not trust even their own instinct they should rather use logic they should rather use mathematics and calculations and do consultants with other people or copy copy and paste if you are demon possessed better to copy and paste because if you think by yourself what will inspire you to think is that demon and it will make sure it will keep you imprisoned a lady or a guy with an anti-marriage spirit will find a right partner but something will tell them this is not the right one wait for another one but that is a devil giving them advice ah i don't know if you believe in spiritual warfare <laughs> we we are not even talking about witchcraft witchcraft that comes from people that you think because they are old my grandmother is old now she's a witch no i'm not talking about such such uh, elementary interpretations i'm talking about genuine interpretations of things of the spirit so if you are demon possessed never trust the direction of your instinct yes never because the enemy will come and tell you otherwise true pastors you dream them as vampires and the fake pastors you see them as angels and you say i had a dream god showed me even people who are demon possessed they they think god is speaking to them in their dream <laughs> is somebody here listening to me now is somebody here <sighs> i don't know how i can explain this to you guys never you you the person advising the pastor if you see in church that this person is demon possessed warn the pastor pastor this person who's advising you giving you a tips like this on how to run the church can't you see that they have a spirit upon them those are the people the pastor will bring close the people that everyone will see that these people have shrine marine powers those are the people pastors will bring close and these advisors advising them how to run a men's ministry how to run a women's ministry how to run a prayer ministry never take advice from someone who is demon possessed especially when it's when it's concerning spiritual things you phone your uncle because he's a manager you phone your uncle because he's a manager with regards to a promotion that is happening at work ah uncle what do you think he says no leave it you know because based on my experience this 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 <laughs> never trust yourself if you are demon possessed the first thing that you need to do is to get deliverance then you can trust your your dreams you can even trust your dreams now when you get deliverance but before you get deliverance do not trust that because even in your dreams you are imprisoned and the enemy likes keeping people in a cage the spirit of diversion if you look in warfare you find that there are there are submarines that have got missiles but those missiles are heat seeking missiles even the jets and the planes the helicopters they've got missiles but those missiles are heat seekers so when a missile is released targeting at the chopper what they do they release some fireballs because it's seeking heat it will be diverted from the plane that is exactly how satan walks away free the church has dangerous weapons but all the weapons are following false heat signatures ah, i i don't know if someone can hear me and is willing to share this with somebody this is for free people pay for seminars <laughs> to just hear this but we are saying it we are saying it tonight so one of the ways the enemy uses to confuse people one of the ways that the enemy used to divert people from their god-given soulmate from their marriage partner from their lifelong partner what is it the enemy uses the spirit of diversion he diverts you through a dream or through an instinct i just feel when i was sitting with this person that this person will hurt me i just feel that i should not get into this company that was the company supposed supposed oh that was the company intended 
to promote you. But people don't know. People think that everything else under the sun is 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 just mathematics, algorithms, algebra. One plus one is two. <laughs> under the sun, if you add one plus one, it may not be two. You will get forty-eight <laughs> because of the powers, rulers of the darkness of the world. So you need to be careful of how the enemy diverts the children of light. Be careful of demon possession. Don't entertain demons. They'll make you switch off your phone where it matters the most. You just feel tired. When, when it comes to uh, maybe applying for a job, you just feel tired. Uh, I should not apply. Maybe tomorrow. That was the day where your CV was going to be received. Next tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, that person will not open the email box. You are caged. You are caged. So a person who is demon possessed or a person who suspects that they are bound should seek deliverance, number one, before they can believe their myopic, jawajantes dream. Molomusia's dream like this. Before you believe it, seek deliverance so that your spirit is pure. When you asleep at night, your spirit will have correct signals of what is happening. Many families are divided. Because you dream your mother is a witch. You dream your father bewitching you. Now you hate your father. The enemy is trying to divert you from a parental blessing. Ah, I don't think that my mother is right. I don't, every time she phones me, bad things happen. It is the demon in you making things happen. But it is using the face of your mother to divert you. Now you hate your parents. Now you don't talk to them. You who don't pray, you who don't read the word of God, you are believing your dream. How mulumushias is this? You who don't take time to become spiritual, your music is carnal. Every time you listen to music, it's secular, secular, diabolic. When you're watching a movie, it's a very diabolic film. Your language is filthy. After that, you sleep, you dream, you believe the dream. How, how, oh my God. This is how the church is dying. People who come and give us prophecies in church are people who've been at a brothel on a Friday night, on Saturday night. Then they come on Sunday trying to take offering. That's why there's no money coming to the altar because the hands are the hands of a person possessed. That's why even in the book of Acts, people who should handle things of Matters of food and tables should be filled with the Spirit of God. Kaiman, So, a lot of families are dead nowadays because a person who is not praying and a person who is not spiritual who see their mother carrying their leg in the dream, wanting to kill them, hiding their passport. My mother wants to kill me. My mother wants to kill me. Aren't you ashamed? Is somebody oh my god i wish if this was a physical physical encounter there was going to be a serious move of power serious move of power one time i sent a text voice message to one lady in a different country she manifested by hearing that message i don't know what happened the next thing she was delivered she woke up and gave me the testimony because of the power that was there. Even as I'm speaking to you right now, I feel it. I feel a strong, heavy grace. That's why I'm saying that it's important that you share it even with your brothers who don't believe in God. Let them know that if they are demon-possessed, they should not trust their ideas. They should not trust themselves. You a person who is demon-possessed should not leave their job. You never know who's wanting you to leave that job. Ah, I just felt that I, if I started this idea of business, it will work. So let me leave my job. The devil is taking you to poverty. Leave that job and you will suffer. A person who is demon-possessed is dangerous. Some carry an atmosphere that even when they come into your car, that car risks having an accident. Ah, I don't know if you can hear me here. Some, if they are in charge of the treasury of the church, the church tithes will go down 
because of a curse that follows their house. So, never, never trust yourself if you are demon-possessed. Seek deliverance. Seek deliverance. Number one. And never assume to teach or even to write a book or even to write a song. I've been inspired to write this book. What the enemy is doing is using you to write a manuscript so that when others read it, they become possessed with the same spirit. I'll, I'll, I'll teach you. There's a series that I've been brewing for years called education, edu, Educating Spirits. Spirits that educate people and make them geniuses. Whispering to them in the dark ears. Ideas that are cunning. Ideas that will enslave more who come into it. In Zambia, there was one dancehall singer called Shabarenks. He went and sang his song Bedroom Bully in Zambia. Heaps of condoms were found the next morning in the 90s, 93, 94, somewhere there. He carried an action of perversion in a country. Have you not heard news in Zambia? Where after winning football, prostitutes said free sex and men were queuing to sleep with one person. The spirit of perversion. So, you need to be very serious with spiritual warfare. Today I was speaking about the spirit of diversion, diverting destinies. Pastors are diverted away from the pulpit into the corporate world. People in the corporate world are leaving the corporate world to come into ministry. The enemy is exchanging. The cold are going to work. The uncold are coming into ministry. That is why God said, if you will not stand, I will raise even stones. People who I didn't call in the first place, I'm calling them because there is no one there. Those are the ones coming into full-time ministry. Pastors are working. They have a church, but they are corporate people. Their language is business language. It's not the Bible. That's why there is no one getting saved in church. No one giving their life to Jesus. If they give their life to Jesus, they just say it with their mouth. But there is no power of conversion. They remain prostitutes, but saved. They remain drunkards, but saved. They remain carnal, but saved. Woe unto many on that day when Jesus comes. Woe unto many. So if you are a congregant and you are watching this, make sure that your pastor is full time ministry this half half guy that you are having <laughs> how do you make sure that be faithful to taking care of the church you will see him fly high a pastor should go 30 days into the forest and not think about anything else fees is taken care of this is taken care of Praying for that church when he comes back full of joy and full of happiness, he imparts a spirit that makes you blossom. But people don't want that. They don't. They want him to. Go. They are waking up on Monday going to work. They want their pastors also to wake up on Monday going to work. But on Sunday they want him to say, Talk to us, men of God. What is God saying? When did I find time to hear God? Are you crazy? Were we not together in the workplace? Hear God for yourself. I hear God for myself. Then we, we move like that. You see, the spirit of diversion. Because when pastors become full-time, the enemy is defeated. Number two, a demon-possessed person himself confuses himself. The enemy uses the spirit within him to give him instructions. That's why you see many people, they don't come to genuine pastors. Look, 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 at, this. look at this teaching right now. How many people are watching? Eight people. <laughs> With this kind of message that we preach. Where are the rest? Where are the rest? Just to find a very funny uh, person come up now. Let a very funny figure come up now. <laughs> you see people going, 
to that very funny prophet running right now if, if a funny prophet comes up right now on facebook everybody goes yes amen yes amen 4000 views 30000 views but what is he talking nonsense he's not talking the bible there is not even altar call for one to be saved but look at what will happen to real pastors no one likes the message because they like the thing of the flesh my my guy we are not all canal so what am i saying tonight one of the ways that you need to be careful of is the spirit of diversion the spirit of diversion tomorrow i'm going to continue i will not exhaust everything tomorrow i'm going to continue friday we are going to finish and pray and believe god for power and deliverance so may the living god bless you if you are not born again write me an inbox today i received inboxes for people who came and watched they wrote me a message but it is very important that journey with these messages then you you write to me then we we can call each other and we can pray with each other hallelujah so may god bless you and may god keep you and keeps that which concerns you play it over and over download it and send it to your friends let them hear this ah let them hear this <laughs> one 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 church that has been very powerful under the sun is the apostolic faith mission it's a global church why because the pastors are full time the the constitution wants them to be full time that's why it has been having serious wars we call it politics but it's not politics those are wars that devil wants to destroy that church <laughs> he wants to paralyze it to ground and powder because the pastors are full time they've built churches big churches conduct deliverances they only preach yes So I will not exhaust I have a lot to say I love you with the love of the Lord may the Lord keep you bless you in Jesus mighty name amen and amen tomorrow same time we are here invite a friend amen